she got this full ride scholarship to play basketball downstate somewhere. Well, um, his speech teacher at the university is a pastor, and he's, so he's going to church with him. So praise God, even when you have to send your kids away and pray protection over them, God will protect them. You know, people say, well, I don't know if prayer works. Well, try not praying. See how that goes for you. You know? You know, I mean, the thing is, I prayed for protection. I had an accident. Well, are you still breathing? Are you alive? Well, then God protected you. Praise God. So don't ever sell prayer short. That's what I was trying to say. Praise God. Well, listen, um, I want to just prepare you for next week. Come next week prepared to be prayed for. Because God has instructed me, we're going to hit some things head on. I'm going to do a short, small, little blurb. But we're going to deal with debt, lack, poverty, lust, greed, all of it. We're going to deal with some of these things that are keeping people to the point where they don't think that they can be anything because they don't have anything. We're going to kill that, that spirit. Um, and, and so I'm going to start kind of talking about a little bit about this today, but it'll lead us into next week. And I've got some things. I'm going to, I'm going to define what these things are and tell you how they're operating and and then how we're going we're gonna to deal with that. But we're going to pray. And if, if you're dealing with any of these things, we're going to have people up here, and we are going to pray for you. So come ready Sunday morning for a prayer meeting. Some people say, well, I ain't coming then. Well, then you're going to miss it. You go ahead and stay where you're at then. Then the next week we come, and we'll pray for deliverance for you. Amen? Listen, here's the title of this message, and some of you really need to hear this today. I'm going to give you some scripture verses that are very familiar to us, but... I've been doing some digging, and, and man, there's so much meat in here that I want to give you today. It may not take very long, but it's so important we get a hold of this. The title of this message, and this comes from, we got a word from the Lord. We were down, um, Pastor Dwayne Vanderklok from Granville. Uh, he's got a little church of about 10,000 in Granville. Um, he comes up and preaches for us once in a while, and he was in Cedarville. And <clears throat> Reverend Malport came up and had a word. She said, I got a word. And, and she said, well, maybe it's just for me, but I'll share it. And it was one word, more. That was it, more. Whew, revelation. That was deep, right? But so then we, we kind of were, were praying about that. And more what? More, more of God, more anointing, more power, more healing, more of everything in your life. So today I want to take that word. And, and this is what God really dropped in my heart. And this is just really strong for me this week. And I want you to hear this. You are more. You are more. And, and so I'm going to un, unwrap this a little bit for you. See, we, you, you're more power. You are more anointing. You're more healing. You're more everything that the Lord has for you. You are more. And then here's the thing. We've talked about how we talked the last couple of weeks about putting our house in order to live this abundant life. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. When you look in the mirror... You need to begin to see what God sees instead of seeing what you see physically. Because so many times we stop ourselves. Now listen, I know some of us like to go to the mirror and say, ooh, that's looking pretty good. <laughs> some of us go to the mirror and go, ooh, I don't like what I see. But you know what? None of that matters. Whether you're going, ooh, I look good, or oh, I look terrible, none of that matters because it doesn't matter what you say about you, it's what God says about you that you've got to get your mind renewed to this stuff. All right? Because again, 
You are more. You are more than what you think you are. You're more than what you feel you are. You are more than what the world says you're supposed to be. You are more because God said you were. How many of us, we have made God too small and the enemy too big in our sight? And I'll give you a little scripture verse on that. In Numbers 13.33, the Israelites, they went in. They gave a bad report. And here's what they said. And I'm going to read it. There we saw the giants. Anybody got any giants in your life? You got a few giants that you're fighting? Oh, listen, I am the pastor of this church. I pastor Relational Christian Fellowship. And just because I stand up here, don't think I don't have my giants. I'm telling you, if, and, and if I went by what I feel, what I saw, or what I think, I would not be standing here today because I quit. I'm not kidding you. There, God and I had a conversation this week. Say, God, if it's going to be like this, and it's going to be this hard, and i got to work that hard. And then I said, that's it. I am finished. You can have it. Let me go back to work. It's much easier. It's only been a week. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? And so, but the Lord, the Lord said, what are you looking at, and who are you? What am I looking at? And here's what the Israelites did. Here's what they said. We saw the giants, a descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. We saw ourselves as grasshoppers, so guess what the enemy saw? Grasshoppers. I'm going to tell you what. If I'm going into a fight, I'm going to stand with this guy. This is a big, strong man. And I'm going to talk all kinds of smack, because i got the biggest guy in the room with me. What you going to do? Deal with him. That's exactly the mentality we have got to have with the Lord. He's the biggest guy in the block. If God is for us, the Bible says, who can stand against us? Do you know who can stand against us? Us. You are more than what you think you are. You're more than conquerors. This is what the Lord says. We need to start truly believing what the Word of God says that we are, and walk in the power of what we are. You're more than what you think. You're more than what you see. You're more than what you feel. And here's a big one. You are more than your circumstances. And see, next week, we're going to pray about killing some of those things in those circumstances. Now, some of you are in circumstances because you did some things to get yourself in that circumstance. We're going to help you get out of it. All right? It's, it's, It's not a hard thing to do. You know, repent, trust God, do some sowing, You'll reap. Now, John 10.10, very familiar scripture verse. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. If the enemy shows up at your house, guess what? You got something that he wants. That's simple logic there. (laughs) If you don't got nothing he wants, he ain't coming to your house. And I know that ain't proper proper English. You got an English teacher in here, forgive me. She's in the back, praise God. Because I'm using a whole lot of ain'ts. But I ain't taking it no more. Hallelujah. <clears throat> All right? See, he comes to steal. If he can't steal it from you, he's going to try to kill it. If he can't kill it, he's going to mar it. He's going to mess it up so it's no earthly good to you anymore. And I'm telling you, this is where the word, this is what he comes to do. Now, that's the one half. Now comes the part that nobody really wants to think about. Oh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. Did you read the rest of the verse? It says, here's what it says. 
I have come, I, Jesus, has come, that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. So what does that mean, abundantly? I mean abundant life. He says more than abundant. That means exceeding, going beyond what is normal. Okay? Now, it's like this. If you're in a game, um, it's like this. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What is he trying to steal, you ask? What do you say? The enemy is going to attack anything good or godly in your life. Count on it. The Bible says he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You're not exempt. It's going to happen. He's going to come. And especially, especially if you take a step out for the Lord in any area of your life. I mean, some of you just getting to church this morning was a battle. Anything you're trying to do, he is going to immediately come to try to steal the seed. He's going to try to kill it. He's going to try to destroy it. He's going to try to make it. So, you know what? Here's what he wants you to do. He can't kill you, but he wants you to give up what is yours. I mean, that'd be like somebody coming to my house and say, here, have my kids, just take them. Because you showed up and you scared me. No. You are more than that. You are more than what maybe somebody has told you your whole life. What does God say you are? That's what you really are. Circumstances are going to come and try to tell you what you are. I'm saying you are more than that. The enemy is going to attack anything that is going to get you closer to the truth in God's word. He's going to come. So the Bible says we're going to have tribulation, but that's the tribulation we're going to have. That's the fight. That's where it's at. I've just done giving the enemy anything. Now, I want to get into this a little bit. Romans 8.31. What shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. The Bible says that God has given us all that we need, according to his riches and glory, to be, to be all that we need for life and godliness. For life. Yeah, you know, everyday life. Everyday life. Get up, you know, get up, got to go to work, got to go to school, got to do whatever, got to Yes, he is giving us all that we need for this life. He has. But see, so many people, and, and I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit more next week, we look at our lack instead of what we have. The prophet came to this widow's house and said, look, my, my son, my son, we're going to eat this thing, and, and my, my, my husband died. So the debtors that I'm in debt to are coming to get my sons, to enslave them, and we don't have anything. He says, wait, 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 wait. You have nothing? Well, just this little bit of oil. Get your mind off of what I don't have. Get your mind on what you do have, and watch God multiply that. Because what did she do? She went and got what she got. Now listen, I'm not taking an offering. Gave it to the prophet, and he says, you better go get a bunch of pots. Yeah, yeah don't get your doctrine wrong. Yeah, I'm not asking for your money. Don't bring it to me. Bring it to God. All right? Get a whole bunch of pots, and guess what? Gave her so much oil she could sell it. She had abundance. She had more than enough. But if she just said, I don't have enough, I don't have anything at all, I'm just going to eat this little bit of thing, and then I'm going to die. Well, guess what? She'd have been satisfied for 10 minutes and then been dead. But instead, 
So again, let me go on with this. He's given us all things. Let me jump down to verse 35. <clears throat> Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now listen to this list. Shall tribulation? Distress? Oh, persecution. Famine? But you know, so many people say, well, I'm under persecution. It can't be God. It probably is God. He's not persecuting you, but you're going through it because you're, you know, the enemy is trying to come and kill, steal, and destroy. All right? Or nakedness, or peril, or even sword. Now, in verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, what is, and I'm thinking, what is more than a conqueror? If you conquer something, how can you be more than a conqueror? I'm talking about that word, more than a conqueror, is to thoroughly conquer, to go beyond conquest. That means you win the game 142 to 6. They haven't just been whooped, they've been monkey stomped. Yeah. Have you ever seen a documentary in Africa when the monkeys tack something, they jump up and down on it until it's flat and the guts are out of it and there's nothing left. That is the kind of overcoming I'm talking about. We, have, we are more than conquerors. Not just do we, not only do we beat the enemy, we get all the spoils of it. You know that sevenfold return? You get that too. But you've got to understand, this is who you are. This is who you are. Now, to be more than a conqueror, it's overwhelming victory. Now, I want to understand so many people try to fight the battle in the flesh. If I can just, and, and I've said this many times, if I can get my hands on it, I can fix it. But there's some things, these battles we're talking about, we can't get our hands on, they're spiritual battles. You have got to fight the battle in the spiritual realm if you're going to see it manifest in the natural realm. And guess what? We have the authority to do that. Now, let me go to Ephesians 6.14, and we know this scripture verse. And I'm just going to jump right down to verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Now, we have spiritual weapons that we have authority in the spiritual realm we need to use it. Now, I want to back up a little bit. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God because you're getting ready to do battle, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, that word withstand, I want to take that word for just a minute because I've read this, I've preached this, but all of a sudden God just went ding. That word withstand doesn't mean I'm in a fetal position getting pounded on, pounded on, pounded on, and I'm, okay, I took it, I withstood it. Okay, now the beating's over, I can stand up till the next one comes. That is not what that word means. That means the enemy has come and we have stood, withstood them and pushed them back across the line. The enemy's got no, absolutely no right in your area, so you can withstand, it says, push him back across that line and you say, you can't trespass. That's what withstand means. That's what that word means. It means more than I'm just, I, I, I'm just, I'm just handling it. I took the beating. Oh, I withstood that, praise God. I'm wobbling, but... I, no, because when I get to the next thing, you're going to understand even more what I'm talking about. Withstand means to push it back across the line. This is who you are. We need to get a hold of that. Listen, 
If I know I'm going somewhere and I got the biggest guy and the biggest, roughest, toughest guy in the block, I'm going to walk around a little bit cocky. What you going to do? <laughs> See my buddy here? Yeah. You are walking with the God of the whole universe, of everything. That's the biggest dude that there is. Don't walk in fear. Because immediately, fear tries to come. Because fear says, I can't. The Word of God says, I can. I can withstand. And listen, it's easy to say this when things are going good. Things are good, I'm withstanding, blah, 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 blah. It's when things are dark and when hell shows up at your house. And, and this, look what it says right here. It says, withstand in the evil day. Do you know how many people are thinking, well, there's an evil day coming. There's an evil day coming. No, what that means is every day when evil shows up, you can push it back. Because I don't know about you. I wake up in the morning and I open my eyes and I walk down the street or go wherever I'm going. All of a sudden there's evil. Bam. Slaps you in the head. You can withstand that. And it isn't just, boom, see, I can take it. Boom, I can take it. No, withstand. You're pushing that evil back out of your area, out of your space, out of your life. But let me tell you something. It is not easy to do. And in the darkest times when things are hard, that is so easy to just give in to what others are saying, what the world says. Well, this is just the way it's supposed to be. Well, you've got this mass. Oh my God, it's cancer. We know it's cancer. Blah. That's not what the Word of God says. And we know we've got a good report. Because why? We withstand. It's more than just I'm getting beat up and I can take it. No. No. I'll tell you what, when I was in the military, I didn't put on all my equipment and grab my rifle to go there and say, all right, I can take it. Shoot me. I can take it. No, uh Mm-mm. You know, here's the thing. And this is the way we need to think in the spiritual realm. I'm going to live for my God. Satan's going down. We've already, he's already, the victory's already ours. If I walk into a battle knowing that I've already won, I've got a whole different mentality. Do you know, I'm going to use this word. In, the, in our natural, we hope things that will happen. I sure hope this will happen. God, we're going to throw a prayer out there and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hope. I'm going to hope. And yes, you've got to have hope. But you better have faith to go along with your hope. You've got to trust what God says. But here's the problem. We can't see it. We can't, it doesn't feel right. Listen, and I'm not going to get into my whole personal life, but there's, my wife and I, we're, our family, we're battling some things right now. And it's dark. And it's a spiritual thing and I know it. But what can I can't say, God, I hope. No, I'm going to take authority in the spiritual realm. Because here's one thing I know. It's not a matter. Well, let me, let me, I'm going to read this little quote that I came up with that I thought was, I thought was pretty good, but I wrote it. So it's not a question of if you will win, but it's a matter of when you will win. And this is the problem. So many people are not patient enough and will not fight long enough to win. Stand on God, and you've already won. It's just got to manifest. Sometimes it takes a little time for that to manifest. You serve the king of kings, not the burger king. You can't squawk, 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 I want fries, and I want them right now. Rub the window, there's your money, get your fries. doesn't work that way. You put your prayer request into God, then you trust him.
All these things. Right? Yep. Amen. Allow God in his time to bring those. But that's the thing. They will come. Now, so let me go on with this. So withstand. That word withstand means to rebel or push back across the line. In the evil day. Daily evil. Not someday when evil comes. It's, gonna, it's here. Just going to tell you, it's here. Evil's here. You know, maybe not right here, right now. But the day we live in, it's evil. Now, it can be anything. Evil shows up, an argument with your spouse, anger, frustration, anything that we can withstand that. It's more than being in a fetal position trying to survive. Now, therefore, again, back to Romans 8.13, take up the whole armor of God that you may be, be, you, you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now listen to this. And having done all to stand. That having done all, after you have withstood... Which means, after I have pushed the enemy back across the line where he had crossed the border, he's got no business crossing this line. Once I have pushed him back, after you've done all that, stand. Now, let me tell you about that word stand. This is a big revelation to me. It isn't just, you know, so many times we think stand. I'm standing my ground. That is not what that means. That means you stand with your shoulders back your foot on the chest of Goliath and your head in his hand. You stand in a, in a position of victory and authority. Not just, well, I've done all that, and okay, I'm just standing. No, you are standing as the victor. Amen. So if you look at it that way, if you say, okay, I put on my armor and I withstand the evil, I push the evil back, and once I've done all of that, now I stand victorious in Christ Jesus. But see, then the enemy comes and starts to whisper in your ear, but you can't do that. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. You're not equipped to do that. You, you don't know enough of the Bible. You know, you made an oopsie yesterday. You're disqualified. Lie after lie after lie after lie, and we get it in our head, and we believe that lie. Let me ask you, the last time you got a bad report, I mean, what's the first thing you think? Oh, here we go again. Or when's the other shoe going to drop? Or, oh, this is just the way my life is. You are more than that. And we're going we're gonna to help. Hopefully we can deal with some of that thinking next week to get your mind to the point where, you know what? We don't look at what I don't have. We look at what I do have and what God can do with what I've got. I mean, just a little bit. God can do great things. I mean, just one little thing of oil. That's all we got. But, but I want you to again go back to that, what the woman says. What did she say? We have nothing. I've got nothing. He said, you've got absolutely nothing? Well, I've got this little bit of oil. It's insignificant. Oh. 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 Get a hold of this. You are more than that nothing. What are you looking at? Yeah, maybe some things have gone, not gone your way, quote, quote but doesn't mean it has to stay that way. And I'm going to tell you what, do you know how many people have convinced themselves that this is just the way it's supposed to be and that's just the way I'm always going to be? You know, i got a leak in my roof, my leak's going to be in my roof forever, and that's just the way we got to live. That is not just the way you got to live. Now, that's a physical explanation of a spiritual principle. You are more than what you think you are. You are more than what you feel that you are. Now, you got to be careful with that too because some of us might feel like, 
I am really something. God, when you got me, you got you a good thing. Been there, done that, that doesn't work either. <laughs> just want to tell you, I just want to say, I mean, listen, I was so exuberant when I got born again. Boy, God, you got a good thing. You called me to preach? Woo! Learjets. I'm not a jet. I'm going to get a Learjet. I'm going international. That was in the first month. You know, I've got a soft spot in my head from all the times I've hit the door. Doink. God said, nope, not yet. Doink. Not that door. Yeah, doink. Nope, that one's not open either. You know, I thought for a while I was a ram. If you hit it hard enough, it'll come. God will open that door if you just ram it hard enough. You know, then I'm walking around half brain dead, you know, and, and say, well, maybe, maybe I'll wait for you to open the door, God. Anybody that's ever run into a door, you know what I'm talking about. See, Stand, I want you to understand something. Standing doesn't just mean survival mode. It means victorious. That's the image that we need to get. That's what you should see when you look in the mirror. That's what you should see when you look at your circumstances, and some of them aren't good. I get it. I get it. I, I, I look at myself and, and, and some of the things that are going on in our life, and I'm saying, God, I can't do this, but I know that we are more than conquerors and we will win and this thing is going to manifest because you said so in your word. Because my question to you is, if you don't believe that, then what are you going to believe and where that, is that going to take you and what good is that for you? Or you can believe the lie. Well, I'll give you one of the lie. If I just have 14 jobs, I'll make more money, everything will be great. You'll never see your wife and kids. That's not going to go well. Yeah, exactly. Why do you think people are dropping dead so early? Because of the stress of the day. I want to tell you something. Right now, I believe with all my heart, spiritually, a spirit of fear has been unleashed in this nation like none other. And it is manifesting in depression and anxiety and all these things. Our young people are under a tremendous attack. I mean, and, and of course, I'm going to get off on this, and I probably shouldn't because I'm going to get in trouble, but... But we're, we're starting to, we're starting now, I mean, and, and part of it is some of the systems that our kids are in, like, like our school system. God bless the school system. I was a teacher, man, and God bless the teachers. But they're starting all this testing. It causes anxiety. Well, now let's move it down to the third grade, and they pass this testing, go on. If they don't, they can't. Well, let's, let's take the stress from eighth grade now and move it down to third grade so they can be on medication when they're in fourth grade because they're so stressed out because they don't know the answer to the test. Well, how about Finland, man? They don't even give grades. What a concept. Just learn the stuff. And once you master it, we'll move on. There's no grade. There's no pressure. What? What? Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. What? 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 And again, I'm getting off. My, my point is, is there's a spiritual thing that's been unleashed, and we need to be praying about those things, not hoping that it goes away. I read something the other day that really, really made sense to me. Some of you may not like it, but... As a church, as Christians, you can forget about trying to change the culture. You need to be worrying about adding people to the kingdom. That will change the culture. Instead of trying to just so, you know, work inside out rather than outside in. This is who you are. You are more than conquerors. 
He is giving us everything we need for life and godliness, already provided. We sabotage ourselves so many times by the way we think, because as we think, and then the, the way we talk, and, and I'm going to tell you some words that are, that are stealing and, and killing it. I'll never have, I'll never be, I'll never do. You're confessing those things over your life. I'll never get healed. No, I will be healed. And when somebody says, well, I don't see it happening yet, shut your yap, it's coming. There may come a day that I'm up here and I got, I'm, <laughs> don't tell me I'm sick. I mean, yes, the fact is, physically, there's some sickness. The truth is, my healing's coming. So, just go ahead and continue to trust God, even if it doesn't look like it. And, and what happens if, if it doesn't manifest? doesn't mean you're not spiritual. You just keep believing till the very end. Because here's my thing. When I was dealing with my eye, we didn't know what was going to happen. I went to surgery and they said, oh, we don't know, man, life down, I don't know. I, I confess, I'm going to confess it. The last word out of my mouth on this planet was I am, and the first one in heaven is healed. Because once you get to heaven, you're healed anyway. <laughs> so we can't lose. We cannot lose. You are more than what your circumstances say you are. Yeah. So, and, and, and who told you that? The doctors? Yep, you'll never stand again. Okay, and you know what? God bless doctors. Love them. So blessed we've got them. They've got wisdom. But, yet, you just keep, you keep believing and you keep working and you keep pushing and you keep trying because you are more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring him here. Yep. That's right. You are more. And we've really got to get a hold of this. Because one of the, I believe that the lack of power in our lives is because of our mindset of what we believe. We believe we can't, and guess what? You won't. You know? I mean, I had, you know how many people have told me, man, I had a, a very a Christian woman that I respect highly. You know, we talked about this last summer, maybe stepping out, and, and she was very, very concerned. Well, what happens if, what happens if the church is split and they, they can't support you? It's not up to me. It's up to God. I'm just going to put my trust and faith in Him, and if the church splits, then the money people will stay. supposed to do say oh god i better never step on faith because what happens if the church splits what are you looking at what are you looking at what are you believing and again i'm not taking an offering so relax 
You know, some, I mean, I can see it now. I'm going to get an email. Oh, you're talking about that money and money people staying. God bless you. I love you. I'm praying for you. But I am more, I am more than what someone says I am. I am. You are more. That's right. We are more than conquerors. We're more. Yeah, go ahead. We got all kinds of testimonies, and, and in a couple of weeks, not next week, but the following week, we're going we're gonna to bring them up, and we're going to have some testimonies about that. But um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me, wow, I'm doing really good. <laughs> let me close this by saying again, bring your expectation next week for God to move. What do you expect God to do? And before I leave here, God just, just threw this on me just, just now. I want to pray... If you are a business person here, I want you to stand up. If you have any kind of a business, I don't care what it is. Yep, go ahead and stand up. All right, good. Now, what we are going to do is we are now, right now, we are going to join our faith and we are going to pray for them, for our business people, all right? Because I want you blessed because you are more than just what the books say sometimes. Because listen, I understand, we're going to talk about, do you know that Debt, lack, poverty, that's all servant of mammon and not a servant of God. We have to use money, I get it. But let me just lift you guys up in prayer. And you guys join me. Let's put our faith together, these business people. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say that there is more than enough for them in every single business represented here. Lord, we pray for the favor of God for money to flow into those businesses, Lord, for them to be able to prosper in their personal lives. Because, Lord, I know all these people, they're givers, they're sowers, and they will advance the kingdom of God. So I come against anything that's stopping the finances flowing into their, their businesses right now in Jesus' name. I say that they are prosperous, Lord, even more abundance to them in the name of Jesus. We come against anything that is hindering them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, Lord, that we're going to hear testimonies about how, what God is doing, the blessings that he is pouring into these businesses, Lord, because they stand for you and your name is on it. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand clap today. Praise God. Listen, you are more, and it is Pop Blessing Sunday. Please, 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 please do not run out of here and go to lunch. We've got all kinds. I mean, we've got, we got some stuff back there today. I'm not even going to tell you because if you decide not to stay, you're not going to get the blessing. But please stay and fellowship with us and eat and uh, get to And I challenge you, sit with somebody you don't know, get to know them a little bit. That would be a really good thing. Amen. Well, let me just pray over the food. Father, we thank you for this awesome, awesome meal, Lord. We thank you. We know hands have prepared it. We ask that you bless those hands. I pray, Lord, that as we break bread one with another, there'll be just a special time of fellowship together, Lord. Lord, I thank you that today people realize that we are more than conquerors, that you are more. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday afternoon. Woo. Well, I had fun. <laughs>